Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um the guy whistling to a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who mm. did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. I am your host, The Sizz Dog. It's an interview style podcast where we talk to musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. Welcome. Oh my gosh, episode 58. Are we up to 58 episodes already? I can't believe it. It's crazy. It's wild. It's insane. It's 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 bonkers. How long has it been since you've heard that word? Bonkers. Oh, man, what's been going on? Um, It's production week soon at school, so that means I'm making sets, I'm painting, I'm adjusting, I'm maintaining wheels and casters, and, oh, man, I'm I'm sitting here in my camo pants and my my daggy jumper because you don't want to get the good clothes dirty when you're painting sets. That's That's just a universal truth. Everybody knows that. You don't put on the good duds when you're painting. You've got to find, you've got to bury, you know, you go into the, the clothes in the back of the wardrobe, you get all the rubbish clothes out, there's the painting clothes. So that's what I'm wearing. But guess what? You couldn't, you couldn't tell because it's, it's a podcast. This is an audio-only medium. You've got no idea. I could be in the nude. I'm not, but <laughs> I could be. Who knows? This week, I caught up with guitar player Aaron Laguda, and uh, we had a great chat, and Aaron reveals how he went on tour, even though he had a broken leg. So uh, suffice to say, Aaron's made us some pretty tough stuff. So listen in, keep listening to hear that epic story. Art of Turing is brought to you every single Wednesday, and you can listen to Art of Turing on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app on your Android device. And remember, Art of Turing is part of the A Lot of Green Podcast Network. You can check out all their other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. There is some course language, not a lot, but a little bit of course language in this week's episode. So if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to throw on WWE because it's pretty tame these days. And once they're dropped off at their uh, play centre date with their friends, uh, you can put Art of Touring back on. Now let's take a moment for this week's sponsor. Episode 58 of Art of Touring is brought to you this week by The Ocean by Calvin Klein. Have you ever been to the beach? You know that smell that you have when you first come home from the beach? Well, here at Calvin Klein, we've put that scent into a bottle. So now when you go out for a night on the town, everyone will think you've just been to the beach. You know, I got a great idea for a cologne. It's called the beach. You spray it on and it's just like you came home from the beach. Hmm, a cologne that smells like the beach. I can't believe I'm saying this, but that's not a bad idea. (laughs) Tell me about it. What's that perfume you're wearing? Oh, I completely forgot. I want you to see this. That Calvin Klein ad I was telling you about came out today. What does that smell? It's here somewhere. It smells like the beach. Exactly. Oh my God, is that the new perfume? Yeah. I can't believe this. My next door neighbor had the idea for this exact perfume last year. He even met with an executive at Calvin Klein. I can't believe they stole his idea. Are you sure? And you're the model for this perfume? 
uh, that Sammy just came home. Oh, the door. Hey, 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 hey how you doing? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll see you later. I just wanted to borrow your dust buster. <laughs> All right, come on in. No, just wait over what? here. Just wait here and I'll get it for you. Kramer, this is Tia. Hello. Yeah. How tall are you? 5'10". Oh, let's see. Come on, back to back. Five. No, Kramer! What's the matter with you? I just wanted to see how tall she was. Oh, you're tall, she's tall, I'm tall. What's the difference who's tall? We're all tall. Uh, what's that? What? That, that smell. What's that smell? What smell? It's very familiar. I can't put my finger on it. It's very familiar. Oh, they're all the same. Here, now, yeah. if you'll excuse us. Yeah, okay. Oh, so I'll see you tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, nice okay. meeting you. Yeah. Nice meeting yeah. you, too. Yeah, I'll see you later. Whew, that was close. The beach! You smell like the beach. What's the name of that perfume you wear? It's Ocean by Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein? No, no, that's my idea. They, they, they stole my idea. See, I had the idea of a cologne that makes you smell like you just came from the beach. I know, look at this. <laughs> that's you! What is going on here? To Jeff, he laughs at me and then he steals my idea. I could have been a millionaire. I could have been a fragrance millionaire, Jerry. Just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Touring and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Before I get into my conversation with Aaron, I'd like to share with you some of his music. This is a song called Orbit. Uh, this project doesn't currently have a name, uh, so this is very much an exclusive, a first listen to Aaron's new band. Check this out. I'll make him play some guitar, I tell you. Now let's hear my conversation with Aaron Laguda, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. I'm uh, sitting here in uh, Siriani Studios. It is a little bit chilly tonight, but I do have that classic Target $15 heater pumping through 
the walls and sitting across from me I is guitar player Aaron Laguda. How are you, Aaron? I can feel it, baby. You can feel the it's heat? It's cold. <laughs> it's cold, but and the I'm heat. I'm telling you, it's cold. Oh, no, I hope it's not too cold. Maybe well, you need your jacket on, mate. I'm in a tank top, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are you crazy? What's going on, dude? I am crazy. That's why I'm here. That's that's why you're on the art of touring with Sizdog. Hey, listen, man, tell me a story. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, I'm from uh, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Northern suburbs, really. Northern suburbs? North Coburg, Broadmeadows. Yeah? Yeah. That's where you're... Um, that's where I was born. Yeah. But I I, tr- I sort of traveled around as a kid. My parents moved around a lot. Oh, why was that? Because my dad's a touring musician. Your dad's a touring musician. There you go. There you go. We got and straight into it. And that's... You know, I have that DNA. Yeah. Mm. So what did your dad play? Well, he still plays. What does your he dad play? He has more gigs than I do. <laughs> He's doing five gigs a week in the Gold Coast. He's loving life. Oh, he's killing it. He's wow. 65 years old. He's um, he's a keyboard composer. Yes. He does all that stuff. And he, yeah, he's, he's very busy still. Wow. And so what about your mum? Was your mum musical as well or just dad? Uh, she's musical in a sense, but she didn't play anything, but she had a really good ear. Yeah, right. Yeah. And a good appreciation for music. Obviously, she married a muso, so... Yeah, very good appreciation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and so was it just you growing up or do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, me and my brother grew up um, idolizing my dad, and um, what happened is, you know, my dad played keyboards, and he's a really good composer, yeah. keyboard player, great musician, and just, you know, an outrageous guy, and as kids, we thought, this guy is just, he's the guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And every time he came into a room, it was just like, oh, it's on. Wow. And so we, especially I did... About four or five years old, I started listening to Al Jolson records that my right. dad had from, I don't know where he got them from, Al Jolson and then the Beatles and then Led Zeppelin. Ah. And that was very early on. And very early. Were they his records? That they he were, Yeah, his LPs, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So I've got photos of uh, when I was like literally three years old with headphones on. Really? Those big Sennheisers with those yellow, oh, yeah, yellow. Yes. Yeah, and this, you know, those, remember those, um, remember those tape decks and all those amps that were silver and those big speakers, JBL speakers. Oh, yeah. It's like 1983. So you mean like the grading of the, of the um, speakers were kind of silvery looking? No, the actual uh, amps and stuff. Oh, the actual amps. Yes, yes, I do remember that. The speakers were brown wood. Yeah. You know, yes, with those, you know, yeah. crate, there's so many speakers in those boxes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I remember putting those things on and it was just like, wow. Wow. And um, from about five years, I was transformed. Transformed by the I, tunes. I knew what I was going to do. Wow. And um, so you said you had a brother. Who's, who's the eldest? I'm the eldest out of... Uh, my brother and I, yeah. Yeah? Do you and have my, any other siblings? Yeah, I've got an older sister, which we didn't really know about till I was about 16 years old. Oh, really? Yeah, but now we're very close and all that sort of stuff. Oh, wow. And she's amazing. And um, But my brother, Ben, you, you would know from the band Massive. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did um, interview. I've interviewed two members of the band Massive. Um, I've interviewed uh, Jared Medwin. I saw the photo of Jared just tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. I love that guy, Jared. Jared, if you're listening, call me. Aaron, Aaron misses you clearly, I miss you. and uh, and uh, Brad Maher as well. I, yeah, I miss you too, Brad. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I love those guys. We yeah. did a lot of stuff together. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I have um had a chance to to uh, interview both of those rad lords. Um, on the art of touring, and um, I think we were kind of talking about it um, earlier before we we put the um, the record button on, and that was you know um, I'm kind of getting around to everyone you know like in the Melbourne scene in my network of, of musicians I'll just kind of pop on Facebook and see who's online and go oh maybe yeah. this guy or this girl would like to have a chat and you know nine times out of ten it's a it's a positive response you know yeah. and, and I'll get to have a, a chat with people and um, and get to hear their story. Well, I was waiting for my turn, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it came just, around. That last week I've been looking, I was oh, yeah. there's there's Woodsy and Nat yeah. and you know, all my peers and friends and yeah. all the people I grew up musically with. Yes. I was like, when when's this guy gonna call me? And then I got <laughs> Sure enough. Yeah. You you appeared on my feet and I'm like, Oh that guy, he'd love to have a chat and there you go, boom. Yeah. Here he is. But I, I initially <clears throat> just spoke Chinese and I had to learn English just for this. So <laughs> just, just so you know that and for your listeners, you know. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're pulling it off. I'm pulling it off. Very, very nice. Nine dollar. <laughs> very good, Darren. My <laughs> gosh. No one would ever know. No one would ever know. No one would know. And so you're growing up, um, so you said the northern suburbs. What, what was the, you said you moved around a lot. What was the first like house and where was that like vivid memory that, that you have? Like what suburb was it? Do, do, you, do you recall? Um, yeah, probably Pasco Vale area. Pasco Vale, yeah. yeah. And that's so basically where I was born. Born and, and um, you know, first few lucid memories, like the ones of listening to Led Zeppelin when you were around five. Was that around that time? Uh, well, we moved so much. It, so much. It's between, uh, you know, South Yarra, uh, Ferntree Gully, Broadmeadows, even Perth, Western Australia. Wow. Uh, there's so many places that we went. Yeah. And... But the astonishing thing about that is my dad was always in bands in all these different cities. So we met all these amazing musicians. Wow. And now that these guys are quite, you know, they're older now and now they're on Facebook and this yeah. is an amazing thing. And sometimes I get message, messages from these guys that were in my dad's band. They go, oh, hey, Aaron, I, I remember you when you were six years old. Rah, rah. This is amazing. I see, you know, pictures of you playing guitar and this band and that band. I can't believe it. Yeah. You know, because I was just a little kid looking up to these guys going, wow, how do you do this? How do you do that? Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's quite amazing. That's insane, man. And and so, yeah, moving around like a very like a nomadic lifestyle, you know, going from place to place, was that difficult to kind of um, keep friend groups like growing up, like going from different school to different school? Was that hard on you? Very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did you like evolve and deal with that? Like was it you, you and your brother just get really tight or? Uh, yeah, we did. <clears throat> and the thing is about doing stuff like that, you get to read people so amazingly well. Mm. By the time you're in year ten, you've got everything down. Right. You've, you've been the um, you've been the cool kid, you've been the dork, you've <laughs> been the rich kid, you've been the poor kid. Yeah. Every type of kid that can be a kid in school. Sure. Yes. We've done it all. You'd reinvented yourself every time you showed every up to a new town. I went to twenty two schools before oh year my- ten. Oh, my God. Yeah, before year 10. 22 different schools. 22. Wow. And so that is... That's why I'm crazy. That's more that. I mean, 
It's unprecedented. It Usually is. when There's I There's no precedent for that. No, there isn't. At least on the art of touring. Because when I do speak to people um, about their story and, and where they came from, obviously people have, always have a different story and, and where they're from, but no one as yet has said that they've moved around uh, quite that much. So you're, yeah. you're certainly a rare breed there, my friend. Um, and so when was it when you... I mean, you said at 16, you're in year 10... Did it kind of settle down then, or when? when uh, what or happened? Did it is, ever settle what, down? What happened is I got to um, Box Hill Senior Secondary School. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Before that, I went to Ash Ashwood High. Yes. And what they said is in Ashwood High, there's a school that would be really suited for you and your brother, and it's a music school called uh, Box Hill Senior Secondary, and they had a really good music program. Right. And I went, oh, well, it sounds. That sounds pretty good for us because yeah. me and my brother already, we already knew what we we're going to do. Yes. We're just musos, you know, year eight, all the stuff, people reading this and that, and we were just playing guitar. You yeah, know, we yeah. didn't care about all that stuff. We, we knew what we we're going to do. What you were going to do, yeah. So someone suggested it. We went there, we got in, and then, um, yeah, so we went to that school and then I ended up going to Box Hill TAFE and um, what's the other one, Northern Metro- Metropolitan... Greensboro? Oh, yeah, yeah. Northern. Uh, I, I went there, so I should yeah, remember. You, you went there, so you um, know. Yeah, uh, Northern. You know what you're talking about. Yeah, and you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. that's where I met Marcel, Yamuni, mm-hmm. you know, guys like that. Just, you know, amazing. So did you do the whole course at Box Hill or did you go over to Greensboro at one point? I did a couple of months at Box Hill and then I went to Greensboro. Oh, right. Yeah, because I, I, I somehow met Marcel and... Uh, a guy called Arthur playing keys, um, Jack Pantezas, yes, playing guitar, and yes. uh, he was teaching guitar. And I thought, yeah, no, I want to go where he is. Mm. So I went there. This is very vague memory though, but I went because of those guys were there. Yes, and uh, Marcus Ryan, which was my best friend at the time, drummer. Yeah, the great drummer, mm. Marcus Ryan. And he was like, oh, you know, I know Mark, I know Marcel. You know, you got to hang out with these guys. So somehow I ended up there, mm. and. Um, yeah, that's when the schooling slowed down. Right. Yeah. So when you went to Box Hill High, did you finish Year 12 and, and then go to TAFE? Or did you kind of go to TAFE earlier? Oh, no, I didn't even finish Year 10, I don't think. Oh, you went from Year 10 straight into a, a TAFE course? I think I did an audition. I think someone yeah. came and said, you know, if you play really well, mm-hmm. we can get you into this thing. Yes. And I I think I auditioned for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's from memory. Mm. And the, I think they said, yeah, it's good. And I think they said, but you're very, you're a bit too rock for this. You know, this is more of a jazz course. Yeah, And you're man. hitting it really loud and you're playing yeah. hard. And I was like, oh, whatever. Whatever. But I got in anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I have a similar um, story uh, from going to Greensboro TAFE. And that was, um, I was a rock guy. You know, didn't really play guitar, but, you know, auditioned as a singer and, and got in as a singer. And um, I... Uh, Always fought with the, the the teachers there because whenever it was time for a uh, uh, a solo performance um, assessment, yeah. I'd always do like a rock tune or yeah. or whatever, and I, I'd see the other people getting high distinctions for these jazz tunes, mm. and I'm going in there 
I, I felt I was nailing these other tunes, a different style, but whatever, and just getting a pass. And yeah. I'd be like, what's, what's going on here? And so then I thought, well, screw it. I'll put together a huge instrumentation. I'll get a violin player. I did um, Blow Up the Pokies by the Whitlams. And that's got heaps of instrumentation in it. Oh, yeah? You did that? I did that track, yeah. That's got my mate Jacob from high school, did the violin part in it, and you know, got a horn section. Huge instrumentation. Still a pass. I was like, oh, these guys don't know what they're going on about, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I felt like that. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can read a, a C major 7 and a D minor 7. I can do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, anyone could back then, you know. Yeah, I yeah. probably couldn't do it now. But, mm. you know, that's just what's on the paper. But Sure, yeah. It's I more about the, to, the feel of it. I saw people on the TV and I thought, I want to be like that. So, yeah. you know, I turned up. Turned up loud and, yeah. and all of a sudden, then the drummer's playing loud and everyone's loud and mm. you know things were going on and I could feel it in the room. Yeah, I could feel the reaction. You know, people were like, oh shit, this is different. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the teacher said, oh, you know, it's a bit too raucous. You know, this is not really what it's, what it's about. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, eh, well, all right. you know, and s- you still gave it a go anyway, and and you went I'll, to the course for a little bit. I was there for a year. Yes. And what happened in the end is. They kept saying, well, why are you so late for class? And I said, because I had four gigs on the weekend, you know? Yeah, right. And they were like, oh, well, you know, and it just got like that. And I was like, yeah. you know what? Yeah, very similar story for, for, Wood, for, for Woody, really, because um, he, was, he was doing the course. I think he lasted maybe six months. And yeah. a very similar thing. He was already doing what the course was essentially preparing him to do. Yeah. So he thought, well, I might as well just go do what I'm doing and not worry about the course. And that's, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, take different paths. And yeah. I thought it was really cool. And so you took a very similar path. Yeah. 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 And I think the course, like the things I learned, like, there was a thing called rhythmic di- dictation with yes. um, Alex, what's his name? Alex Batuna or? I'm not, I don't, I'm sure, but I remember the An amazing the percussion player. Yeah. It was rhythmic yeah. di- dictation, you know, that you count over a bar and you learn how to get the rhythms down and all that yeah. stuff. And stuff like that, I, I, I just learnt so much about rhythm, mm, rhythm, mm. and rhythmic dictation, and that was like invaluable. But a lot of the other stuff, I was like, yeah, I could do that on my own. Yeah, I right. I can learn that myself. Yeah. And yeah. they can't tell you how to pull a guitar tone. They can't tell you how to get a gig. They no. can't tell you how to talk to a guy at a venue saying, "Hey, man, I'm the guy to get this." You know, they can't show you that stuff. No, that's right. But you know, you the know. the main thing that I took from it was the the people that I met. And the contacts that I made. So I think that yeah. the, the one saving grace from that course is that even though um, uh, I may have been bagging it out before, it, at the end of the day, if I hadn't have stuck around for as long as I did, I wouldn't have made the contacts that I did, you know. And, so, yeah. and, and that was the main takeaway for me from, from the course, um, yeah. you know, talking to people and be able to make those connections. Um, and so where to from there, my friend? You, 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 you found yourself in this course. You're like, well, I'm doing gigs. What were these bands that you were, were playing in at the time? In those days, um, uh, more I was, covers or? I was only 16 or 17 in those yeah, days. Yeah, right. And I started, I got a gig with a, um, a friend of mine who was a, a girl and she was a couple of years older than me, but she had a license and a car. Ah, yes. And she was like, do you want to play? Uh, I don't, can't remember how I met her now. But, um, Maybe through the course? No, I was watching the band On The Verge. Right. Remember, remember those guys? Virgil Donati, Simon Hosford. I used to go and see them you know, religiously every Tuesday oh, night, five bucks at the Evelyn. Right. Blow your mind away, you know, just musically 
these super musos, just right? madness, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my god, so nourishing mm-hmm. and so intense. Anyway, I met her there, and she said, "Oh, do you play guitar?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." And anyway, she started having gigs for me, you know. Yeah, so right. I started playing gigs in this acoustic duo, and um, eventually it turned into basic cover bands. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was young and yeah. it was awesome. Cutting your teeth on the scene. Yeah. Learning a lot of tunes and learning how to work a crowd. Yeah. Well, in those days, I was way too shy to uh, learn, <laughs> learn how to, <laughs> you know, do a crowd or anything like that. I was just so shy. Really? Oh, yeah. You just embarrassingly shy. Learned the tunes and just kind of stayed in your box. Just stayed there and just and played everything like perfectly. You know, yeah, right. I didn't know how to perform or anything. I was just shocked out of my mind. You know, wow. How and long until you kind of got out of your your skin and, and felt comfortable on stage? When I discovered beer and girls, you know, yeah. and then I started to go, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Now I get it, right? Oh, it is pretty I have cool. A few beers and it'll loosen me yeah, up. Yeah, I bought a Marshall stack and I was like, oh yeah, all right. Yeah, this now, is pretty cool. Now you're feeling it. Yeah. Wow. And then I got a bit outside of that, you know, because in those days I played jazz fusion guitar. That was right. that was my world, you know. Okay. Yeah, so that's where I was heading, and that's what I thought I was going to do. Yeah, right. And then, uh, you know, one night, it's like a classic story, you know, she lost her voice, and she said, you have to sing, and I said, I can't sing at all. <gasps> I started singing. Yes. And then, oh, oh, I can do I can do this stuff now as well. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. yeah I didn't know I could do it. Until the person you were playing with actually lost her voice. Yeah, it was something like that. And you hadn't even... I mean, you'd obviously sung in the bedroom before. You knew... Never. Never? No. <laughs> See, she's like, you're like, how do I plug this microphone no, in? <laughs> I, I was so... I was too self-conscious to even um, almost play guitar in front of people. Wow. I was the shyest kid, yeah. Far out. And, and now look at me. And now I'm, look at I'm you. I'm Satan. Yeah. <laughs> I kill you all. You're a machine, yeah. dude. Far yeah. out. And so, yeah, the, the other side of the coin is obviously you've you found that confidence within yourself somehow to go, you know what, well, I can do this now and now I'm going to start yeah. singing and accompanying myself on the guitar. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Um, right on. Yeah, right on. That sounds like Chich and Chung. Right on, right on, right on. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's, man, that's, that's one series of movies I've never fully, like, embraced as an adult. Like, I think I've seen a little bit of it here and there, but I've never sat down and watched them. Is, is Don't that worry about the I movies, bro. It's no? The, the albums, the records before oh, really? they made movies. That's where it's at. Like, okay. doing stuff like this. Like this. Yeah. The more comedy stuff just on the record. Just microphones. Just the mics. Very I'll have to check that out. It's called the. Uh, it's called um, Big Bamboo. Big Bamboo. Chich and Chong. Big Bamboo. All right, I'll have to write that one down. It is unbelievable. Far out, man. Right on, right on, right on. Right on, right on. It kind of reminds me of that. Um, <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. You know, well, that's where it all comes confused. from, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, old mate. And so you're playing this gig with this um, this young girl. And so how? long after that were you found yourself in in, in another project what was well, next I, for I you should then? mention in case she listens to this her yeah. name's alex Bourne. alex Bourne? yeah and she's great and she lives in austria now she's been there for about 20 years oh wow yeah so and she was from here and she moved over there yeah wow and so i met her at on the verge gig and you know she was dressed in leather long black hair she oh. was like alanis morissette you know just amazing looking great singer mm-hmm. you know and basically i fell in love with her you know i was young and she was awesome and yeah. ended up playing in her band and it was great 
And I, so she's over there now, and we still keep in contact. And yeah, yeah. So she was the first person that got me into the scene, yeah. Right. Mm. Um, and once you were in the scene there with her for a bit, what was, yeah, what was next after that? Next after that was, um, what was next after that? I, I, made a, I made a duo and a band with my girlfriend at the time who, now she's playing, her name's Katie um, Michelson, mm-hmm. and she plays in the Smashing Pumpkins now. She's on tour with those guys. Whoa. She, she was my first girlfriend. So we made a cover band called Getaway. Far out. And we traveled around Australia. Uh, ben was playing in that band as well. It, it was amazing. Yeah. Your brother, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. And we were just, we were like 18 years old, 19 years old. Yes. And Katie was a year younger than me and she was a great singer. Just yeah. an amazing singer. And I said, um, and she was studying studying law and all these sort of crazy things. And I said, you're Whoa. the best singer in the world. What are you talking what are you doing? So anyway, we made this cover band and we, yeah, we did that for like a couple of years. Right. And it was just, yeah, really great. And you actually toured with that cover band. Yeah. So it wasn't just a Melbourne show. You actually went on the road. Yeah. The first, that was my first, yeah. Touring experience. Yeah. We went to uh, Alice Springs and- Alice Springs? Yeah, I know. <laughs> to do covers? Yeah, man. Yeah. In those days, cover bands were like, um, you know, all the bands that are- going around now all the guys from the 80s and 90s yes there was a big void for a long time so all the all the cover bands filled that void for a while so right so now you know if you want to go see a nostalgia act like screaming jets or whatever that eventually they're going to come to your town they're back now so they're back yeah wait a couple of weeks yeah choir boys or whatever and they they keep coming around they weren't doing that in the late 90s no one heard of them so yeah it was all of us guys that filled all the gaps played the, their tunes but you know covers obviously exactly but actually getting booked interstate yeah to play them yeah all over the place wow so we did that for a long time well, yeah a couple of years anyway mm. and it was um it was, it was an experience yeah and so were you um like driving to a lot of the gigs or some i mean obviously out springs you gotta catch a plane there yeah we catch planes but yeah i remember driving i mean yeah we drove a lot swan hill and Taralga and all that sort of stuff. More the rural kind of gigs where you... And then we started doing Alice Springs and Darwin and, you know, joints like that. Yeah, right. But, you know, yeah. That's crazy, man. It was crazy. Yeah. Because it's it's interesting um, when I'm interviewing people on The Art of Touring, um, obviously, like we were saying before, everyone has like a a, a different backstory. But then to hear how you first got into into touring, um, usually it is with uh, either, you know, like a full tribute act or an original band. Yeah. Um, it's rare when someone says, I got into touring like by doing covers. So yeah. not, a, not a tribute act, but actually just like, you know, a cover band, really. Yeah, that's it. Um, I started with cover bands. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, at the time I thought, oh, this is crap. But years later, when I started playing with original bands, mm-hmm. I realized that I'd built up such a craft and such a skill because I'd been through so many gigs yes. that when, you know, I remember playing in these amazing original bands and if their guitar lead came out, they didn't know what to do. The whole show fell apart. Right. But when you get really good at cover bands, it's like such a quick fix. You go, because you're yeah. so fluent at playing. Keeping the show going. Yeah. So, I, you yeah. Know, playing those gigs is just an, an amazing part of building your craft and being good at always being good. Yes, most definitely, man. Yeah. I uh, I remember we, we were doing this cover band gig um, at Pug Mahone's in the city 
And um, I was just kind of finding my confidence on the guitar because, um, as I said, I'm a singer. But uh, my mum was a guitar teacher growing up. Um, and so I thought it was daggy. I never really picked up the guitar until I was a lot, you know, later in my teens. Mm. And so this was in my early twenties, and I'd, I'd, you know, got myself a Telecaster, and I'd taught myself a whole bunch of tunes to, you know, to do these covers gigs. So I wasn't just singing; I could kind of hide behind the guitar a little bit. And I remember I broke a string during a song. Devoed. Devoed. And I I only had enough coin for one guitar. I didn't have like, you know, 13 guitars like I do now as a 39-year-old bloke. Back then when I was 22, I only had one guitar. I am screwed. I'm screwed. What am I going to do? But I knew I had an extra set of strings in my my backpack. So I literally just restrung the guitar and sung the next song without playing guitar and restrung it while I was still singing so that I had enough time and I actually tuned it up, stretched it in everything. But you kept you cool. Kept my cool. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's and a craft. That's it. And so now, if anything goes wrong at a, an original show, uh, it, water off a duck's back. It's yeah, like, I know how to deal with this. You know, grab. I mean, now yeah. I can just grab another guitar because you know, I've, yeah, you know, I've, I've saved up and I've got more than one instrument. But um, you know, if for example that did happen, I I know I'd be able to at least you know just keep playing without that string or whatever. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, just find a different way to play the, the chords of the songs. And yep, it'll be fine. You know. I've got a, uh, I got a memory of doing a gig and someone recorded it and we watched it back and it was a really good gig yeah. and I was playing at Ding Dong Lounge, I think, or Hi-Fi <laughs> Bar or something like that. Yeah. And um, someone said, what are you doing there? And I said, oh, the guitar, the G-string or something slipped right off. Yes. And so I was, I was the, the singer of the band. Yes. But I was just, just doing it and I was just looking at the tuner, still singing. Like great, yeah. I, well, I think it was great. Yeah, it is. No, it is. That's what I'm <laughs> just talking doing about. The thing, you know, yeah. just you know, and it, it's playing in those sort of cover bands and all those hard, hard years of doing that sort of stuff. That's mm. where you develop that coolness, and that yeah, I can do this. You know, yeah, man, and, and you don't lose your shit. Exactly, and yeah. and kind of bringing it back to what you were talking about before. That is something that you don't really get taught at a course. That's no, something you can you really that. only t- be kind of become aware of um, on the road playing a lot of gigs. Yeah, they they, yeah, they can't yeah. teach you that because a lot of the teachers haven't really done that. Yeah, sometimes they don't have that authenticity, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, more, you know, um, uh, bedroom musos or, or whatever you would call them. Um, and so you mentioned that, you know, you kind of cut your teeth um, doing the cover band scene um, and touring, um, but then uh, you started playing original music. Yeah, well, you know, there was a bit of a of there's a bit of evolution with the cover bands. You know, you can be in cover bands and then there's other cover bands where you go, Jesus Christ, this whoa. whoa, listen to that. Yeah. And uh what it was for me is um I I was playing a gig upstairs and the downstairs band was the Nat Allison band, oh. you know, Explode. Yes. And um I just heard Nat play guitar and Josie Jason and the other guys and uh, my world just was shattered. I, was like, <laughs> I, I thought I was awesome, you know. Yes. I thought I was so good. So good. You know. And, yeah, yeah. You know, they played less notes. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that fancy stuff that didn't need to. No. And I heard that and I went, that just changed everything for me. Wow. I went, geez, that's really how you play. Far out. And that's when everything changed for me. Yeah. One of the times, you know. One of the like, times, another turning point. That was a big turning point for me. And, and then I ended up playing in Nat's band. Yes. And with Josie and Nat and mm-hmm. just the things that I learned from those guys. Yeah. You know, it was just astonishing. 
and they didn't go to music school. They didn't do this and that. No. But the stuff that I learned from them was, yeah, um, yeah that, that was a game changer. Far out. To play down hard with the beat, listen to the kick. I didn't know that before. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing fusion in cover bands, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which was great, but it's not. That real kind of rock and roll kind of. You don't feel that power. You don't feel the energy off stage like. Those guys knew how to play ACDC. They knew how to play Led Zeppelin. Yes. You know, and, you know, to play with the kick and the bass and to feel all that come together, it was just like, oh, lights just, light bulbs just went off and I went, oh my God. Oh, that's how it's done kind of thing. That's how it's done. And that's how Marshall should sound, you know? Yeah. I was using these crazy Marshall stereos, this and that, and they were just having vintage gear and I was with Les Pauls and I was like, what? What is that? I know. And my sound, my sound, like, it sounded like an insect compared to them. And I was like, yeah. I still find that, man. Like, I'll go to gigs and I'll see someone literally playing through something that's very similar to my own rig. And I'm like, how are they getting it to sound like that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just a lot some... of the times the attack, you know, especially, yeah. with the, especially with the right hand, you know. Yeah. It's just that attack and attitude. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, so you find yourself playing um, with Nat Allison. And was that when she was doing the covers thing or, or when she started doing the original stuff? Um, well... I sort of joined her band in cover stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just in, in awe of her. Mm. Yeah. Started and gigging with her? Yeah, started gigging with her. But I wasn't good enough to play guitar with, with her. So I started playing bass, you know, and I right. got the gig playing bass with her somehow. Uh-huh. I don't know how. I just talked her into it. <laughs> yeah. It was so persistent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and those guys just taught me so much. Yeah. Yeah, about really how to be brutal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's sick, man. So that I, I became a completely different musician after playing, you know, a couple of years with those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so by this point, you're in your, like, early 20s, mid-20s? Very early 20s. Yeah. Early 20s? 20, um, 20, 21, yeah. 20, 21. And, um... Uh, 21, 20. That was another good cover band. 21, 20. Rusty Brown. Rusty Brown. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, that's... Was that yeah. one of the names of his cover bands, Twenty One Twenty? Yeah, that's sort of the days I started seeing Rusty Brown as well. Yeah, right. And just hanging out with that guy and getting the odd gig with him when I was in that at that age was just like, oh, yeah, geez. right. Yeah, so you know, an explosion came from that time. Man, he had some stories. He, he came around and had a chat. Listen here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a what 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 a, what a storyteller. Um, yeah, right. He didn't tell you any stories about me, did he? I don't believe so. Oh, good. No, no. Because none of them would be true. No, really? <laughs> I love it. Don't listen to that guy. No, yeah. I saw him um, on the road, actually. I was driving. My, where, where my work is, I actually uh, have to cross campus in my car because there's two campuses of the high school that I teach at. And so I was just driving, and it's literally like a two-minute drive. But you do it because you've got, you know, your laptop and your bag and everything. Yeah. And, you know, um, some some of the my colleagues walk, but I'm I'm not walking. I'm, I'm going to drive across because that's just, you, you know, how I'm built. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm just doing my two-minute drive, and I, I hear this beep beep, and there's Rusty next to me, and he's... Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think he kind of threw up the horns, you know, like, what's going on? I'm like, hey, Rusty, you know. Yeah. Very cool. Good to see him. Yeah, he's very cool. Um, and, um, yeah, and so when did you start playing originals, dude? I'm trying to get you into the original vibe oh, okay. now. Where, when did that um, happen for you? Because I know you've played in original bands, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was probably when I was about 24, 25, and I'd, by that time I'd played with a lot of really good cover bands. Mm-hmm. 
really good cover bands and I learned my craft pretty well. Mm. And then I started to get into bands like, um, you ever heard of Mater? Mater, no. With Nick Mater and uh, those guys. Um, Was that an original band here in Melbourne? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Got signed and... And uh, maybe vaguely, yeah, yeah. They did a lot of really good stuff, and you know that was that was a massive thing. You know, uh, if you don't know Mater, it, it's hard it's to a describe. Shame I don't have the song here because if you heard it, you go, oh, "I know those guys." Oh, right. It was tough as nails, balls to the wall. Like, and you played in the band? Yeah, yeah. You were the bass player or the guitar no, player? Guitar player. Me, guitar player. Yeah, me and Nick Mater, and he yep. was the singer. We we wrote the songs. Well, he wrote the songs mostly. Yes. And we uh, just had this thing about Gretches and old Marshalls, and we f- we actually flew to New York to buy all these old White Falcons and stuff. Yeah, what? Yeah, I was just saying to Patsy before we went yeah. out on a when- uh, Tuesday night, and we didn't come back to Melbourne in two for two weeks. Uh, we went out for a beer, and we we're talking about getting this band together. And uh, what happened is we were saying, yeah, we need these. He he was saying we need these Gretch White Falcons. You know, that's the sound. And I said, yeah, you know where they are. Because I, I was in New York before, and he goes, uh, and I said, no, nah, they're in New York, man. These guitars, they're all over the place. And he said, let's go. I said, <laughs> I said yeah, we'll, we'll go. And he said, let's go tonight. What? I said, I said what? <laughs> we literally went to the airport. This is, you know, this is true. We went to the airport. We took the, like, 8 o'clock flight. The first one we could get to New York, we had to stop in Tokyo for two nights. Yeah. Which was, I can't even tell you about that. <laughs> That's that's off the record. But if Nick ever hears this, he'll he'll laugh his head off. Yeah. And then we flew to New York and we bought these we bought two white falcons and a black falcon and a sparkle jet because that was the sound. That that's we, what you wanted. That was we were convinced that was the sound. We came back to Melbourne, we bought a bunch of um uh what are they called? The plexi heads, 100 watt heads. Yes. We got Dave Ulbricht to put master volumes in them. Yes. We started this band and it was just, you know, it was all on. It was Far just out. heavy. And we toured and we, we, um, yeah, we changed a lot of stuff back then. 2004 it was. We played with Jet and all these bands and we just, you know, those guys were coming up to us going, what are these guitar sounds? We can't believe it. And huh. we didn't tell anyone, but in those days we, we tuned the whole guitar to D. Right. Yeah, down a whole step, everything. Yeah. Yes. We got them set up pinned everything so it was in D and everyone no one could understand what is this sound it's like demonic heavy rich yes you know the tone was you know and we we worked so hard on those amps with Dave back in those days you know yeah yeah and every speaker had to be a vintage greenback 25 mm-hmm. it just had to be exactly you know perfect very specific specific it was like a laboratory yes. of tone yes and it just sounded so heavy and we both had two heads each mm. and two cabs each on each side yes and when people heard it they were just like what and even when we heard it we we're like jeez this is just out of control wow yeah and that was the basis for the band that was the sound of the band yeah and yeah. nick's voice and, and nick's voice yeah, yeah he's an yeah. amazing band overseas now called goddard Right. Who's like, uh, I've heard they're like Germany's Bon Jovi or something. Far out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing singer. Amazing singer. Yeah, so we had this this sound down and it was just the most... Let's just go to New York, Aaron. Let's just go now, tonight. And you said, all right. I said, all right. Let's go. Yeah. 
And you went. <laughs> yeah, we went to the airport. We went to the airport. And you no and bags, you, nothing. Nothing. You were cashed up, mate. Well, he had a credit card, <laughs> <laughs> which he maxed out, no doubt. Yeah, it was about yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Was that twenty grand and for two weeks or something like that, dude. That is insane. Yep. Because usually, uh, you know, out of touring listeners, just so you know how unique this story is, usually when you go to the airport or, or you're planning on going on a trip, you usually want to like kind of save up for it. <laughs> yeah. But that's not how he works. No, no. We would just start, <laughs> we went. We're at a bar, and I said, you know, that's where we should go. And he said, well, let's go. Let's just go. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. I know I'm harping on that point a little bit, but it's still uh, I. I think I'm just in a little bit of disbelief that 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 actu- that is an actual thing that actually happened actually to you. Actually happened, and yeah, yeah, that's just how I was back then as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was like 24, 23, 24, and I was just impulsive and just out Let's of my mind. Just do it, man. Let's do it. Ah. Yeah, and you got the guitars back, and the yeah. rest was history. So, how long was that band a thing? That band was a really good thing for about six years. Yeah, right on. But I was only in it for the first couple of years because then I started getting other record deals with different groups okay especially my own thing called uh, okay. haunted craft i don't know if you ever heard of them but haunted craft yes i do remember that name yeah. yes yes yeah so you know i was very confused and yeah yeah but um yeah so you left those guys and then haunted craft started up and you were the like the front man and, and yeah, main the... singer songwriter for that group yeah mm. yep um and who was in that band um, Bo Phillips was playing guitar. I don't know if you know him. Mm-hmm. Rexy Fernandez playing bass. Yes. Uh, Dane Lawless on drums. Yeah. Uh, Brett Collins on keys. These are great names. Such yeah. muso names. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett Collins. Well, at the same time, we had a band called Iris, and we toured around Australia. I remember and, that band. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It was an amazing band, and uh, Brett was my best friend at the time. Yes. And he's still one of my best friends, but he lives in LA now. Right. And uh, which we might get there later on in the show. Mm, mm. But um, yeah, we had a ball and Iris was an amazing band. He was a great, he was a great um, songwriter, mm-hmm. great, great singer. Yeah. So much emotion. And it was funny because he was, he used to come to my gigs and he'd go, hey man, can I, I'll send you a CD. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know? Yeah, I yeah. Was, you know, I was one of those guys. I was, I was young and I was like, yeah, I'm cool. Who are you? Yeah, and right. Anyway, eventually he sent me a CD and I, I actually played it. Yes. You know, just, and I went, this is really good. And I called him, you know. Mm. He's like, oh, thank God you called. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, we ended up being best mates and made this great band called Iris. And yeah. Yeah, we toured around Australia and yeah, we we won um, oh, some award. I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. In Sydney, it was on TV and um what happened is, you know, the band won this award, and just bef- just before they won it, I said, "I've got to do a P, which I got to do now." Yeah, and and, and Brett goes, "No, no, we're we're going to win this." And I said, "Whatever." Yeah, and I, and I went to the bathroom, and the, the whole band got on stage and no. said, "And they said on TV, oh, our guitar player's not here; he had to go to the toilet." And I, and I was in the. I was underneath the stage and I could hear it and I went, oh, damn, they won. They won. <laughs> and everyone's on TV going, yeah, Hazza should be here. That but is he's not. That is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. That is, that's a brilliant story. I've got more. You've, well, I hope so. Because <laughs> we're, we're only 42 minutes in and, you know, I, I want to squeeze a, a little bit more out of you. Is this live? No, no, it's not going out live. No, no. It's going into the old Zoom H6 there. 
Is there um, any possibility that I could go to that? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, we can, we can pause it. And when we return, we're going to hear more crazy stories from Mr. Laguda. Yeah. We're back with Mr. Laguda. We've, we've had a chance to go to the go I've to the loo. To, I always wanted to say the that. The triple, triple, triple M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whispering, that whispering vibe, whispering Jack. Um, oh man, we we just kind of had a quick chat, you know, bef- uh, you know, in in the house there, and um, we were just kind of elaborating on the fact that uh, Aaron has played in over a hundred bands. He reckons it's crazy, dude. Oh yeah, I'm trying to kind of direct the conversation, and it's very difficult. It's difficult waters to tread because, you know, when the, you've played with that many acts, it's hard to kind of pinpoint when this one happened and that one happened, and, and exactly. blah 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 blah. That's yeah, why I'm scatterbrained. Yeah, yeah, so many acts, dude. Um, That's why I'm crazy. You're crazy. I'm a crazy man. So during um, your time as a musician, um, this is one that I do like to kind of uh, ask some of my guests, and that is. What kind of day gigs have you had to had to kind of support your muso habit? Have you always been able to kind of pay the bills by... Never, never had a day gig, man. Never had a day gig. Dude. Last, last year I did um, a couple of days uh, furniture removalist. Yes. And I did a couple of days um, as a kitchen hand. Yeah, really? Yeah. And, and that was just last year? Just last year. And I, was, I was shattered. <laughs> what? I thought, what, what is this? What is this? Uh, yeah. And then you got another gig and you gave it up. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to do it. Yeah, I, I, I did, I did something completely different. But yeah, yeah, I never had a day job. Wow. I don't know what that's like, dude. You're a rare breed, then, my friend. Yeah. What about teaching? Did you ever get into the teaching game? I tried it for a while. Yeah. And I found it very difficult. Couldn't do it. No, I just wanted to smack them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I felt like smacking out my year 12 today, so don't worry. That feeling doesn't go away. Well, you know, slip my wrist. But (laughs) the thing is about, I I know a lot of really good musos, uh, great touring guys, and they're really good teachers. And it takes a special type of person. Mm. And I just wasn't that person. I don't have the patience. I don't have the temperament. And I just don't give a stuff. (laughs) If people don't want to learn, then, well, fuck you. Yeah, right. No, no, you can swear on the art of touring. Oh, well. Yeah. I have a disclaimer at the beginning um, of the podcast that it is an explicit um, explicit uh, content. Yes. So the F-bombs can fucking go wild, mate, if you want. No stress. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, far out. And so I think where we left off was that you were touring with a band called Iris. And yeah, just like we did then, we had to go to the toilet. Yes. And you missed the award, brother. (laughs) Yeah, I, I missed the award. It was on the TV oh, and all that dude, sort of stuff. Bless. And, you know, yeah. everyone, you know, everyone had a laugh, and it was great. Great story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, if we can try to navigate where you kind of went from then, like, how long was that a thing? Uh, like a band? Like, how long was Iris around? Were you doing that at the same time as Haunted Craft? Yeah, the same time. In the two Same different time, acts. I'll, I'll try and navigate it like to be simple because I was mm-hmm. in so many bands and it's yeah. almost quite a blur, but a blur of brilliant brilliantness. Yes, on my part because I was brilliant. <laughs> you know, to to be able to play in that many bands, I can't believe I did it. But uh, I'm not saying I'm amazing. I'm, that was a bit of a joke. But time management wise, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do remember though being in so many bands at some stage that. You'd start a song and it was the wrong band. <laughs> it was the same key, but you know, people would look at you and go, well, and I was like, oh shit, sorry, bro, wrong, wrong band. Wrong band. Wrong band. 
Oh, man. Did you ever do that actually at a gig? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Many, many a time. Many a time. Well, I remember once at one stage, I think I was in 11 bands at, at the same time. Oh, my God. Covers yeah. and originals. Oh, no, that's just originals. All and, 11 covers, original covers bands. Covers was like the day job. Ah. Plus ori- uh, 11 original bands. It was about 11. Jeez, and, you know, dude. And some of those bands were like bands like Shereya, who were just hard it's hardcore stuff and there's so band. much to remember they were just amazing you know yeah. incredible songwriters and to try and remember that stuff mm. and then remember everything else you mm. know it was um not easy it wasn't easy no but i loved it do you have any to- uh, touring stories that you could that you could kind of s- share with with us that we might be able to get a giggle well, out of? Oh, the time that I fell asleep on the side of Perth Highway and Jared Medwin and Brad Ma was, hey, wake up! <laughs> really? <laughs> I got stories like that. Or you know, the time I was in Adelaide Airport and I had a broken leg and I had a gig there and I, you know, they picked me up in a um, not a cherry picker, but like a golf cart, you know, because really? I couldn't walk. I had a broken leg and I had to fly to this gig and. Yeah, well, you know, take your pick. I got so many stories. How did you break your leg? Um, I slipped and broke it, and it was ended up being a really, really bad break. Right, but you had all these touring commitments that you couldn't get yeah. out of, so you were touring well, with a broken I was, leg. I was supposed to fly out the next day to a, a, a gig in Early Beach, oh. and um, so I went to the hospital. You know, I said, "Yeah, just slap it together. I got a gig tomorrow yeah. at Early Beach," and they said, "Mate, you're not going anywhere for two weeks." And I said, "What?" So you know that was a bit that stopped me in my tracks for a while, but um, yeah. As soon as I got the uh, moon boot on, I was back touring, and I was just on planes, and you're not supposed to fly with injuries like that. And yeah, right. Yes, it's crazy. That is crazy. But you know, I really should have written a lot of these things down because <laughs> there's just so many stories now. But, but t- take us back to um, Perth when you fell asleep on the side of the road. What was happening? Well, I can't remember really. <laughs> I remember getting to a gig and it was an yeah. amazing gig with Massive, you know? Yeah, and yeah. We were on tour and we were doing... This is what I remember. We drove... I don't know what happened with the schedule. I saw it on the paper and I thought, we're never going to make it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we we drove to Adelaide. No, we did a Mel- Melbourne gig. After the gig, we got into a van, Jared's van. Yeah. We drove to Adelaide. I said, why are we driving to Adelaide? Because we've got a gig in Perth. I'm like, all right. So we drove to Adelaide, Adelaide Airport, left the van at the airport, got on a plane, went to Perth. That's sort of the last thing I remember. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I woke up on the side of a highway, you know, we're going to get another plane. Went back to Adelaide. We played a gig there. And uh, it was another about, another about four weeks of that sort of stuff. Oh, my god! But I do remember, yeah, vividly just on the side of a highway, just waking up. We were so wrecked. Man. We had no sleep. No. And I think at one point I just said, you know what, I've got to lie down. I cannot be in this van anymore. Right. I think that's what happened, yeah. That's why you went outside. I had to lie down. You had to do it. Grass. Yeah. I, I couldn't be in a van anymore. I was dying. Yeah, man. The touring van isn't a fun place to be sometimes. That's never a... Sweaty uh, dudes. Yeah. It's fun for a while when yeah. you're young. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was, I was... I was old by that stage. By that stage, you, the the I'd done it a few times. Yeah, it was starting to get a bit tired. I was very tired. Yeah. Yeah, far out. And I remember man. just you know I, I remember the next day I went on Facebook and I I woke up to a photo of me and my back was covered in texted marks. Rah, people were writing all this stuff on my back and I was like, whoa, whoa, I don't remember that. <laughs> and Brad goes, yeah, yeah, that happened. And I was like, well, I know it happened because that's my back. <laughs> it's the back of my head. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, we went pretty crazy in that in that band. That's insane. Dude, we had some amazing gigs in that band, Massive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I remember, man. I'm part of the scene, you know, watching you guys and and Mary and um and and all of those acts, um, playing the big shows, um, and going on tour and stuff like that. Before I joined the band that I was with, um, uh, before. Uh, after the pass out to a band called Smokestack Rhino, I hadn't really done any touring. You know, I'd, I'd done one gig in Sydney um, and that wasn't until, you know, I was 34. You know, I'd only ever done yeah, gigs yeah. In, in Melbourne. I didn't really know how to get gigs outside of my own town, you know. Yeah. Um, and so then when I, I did join that band and, and saw that part of of the touring life, I'm like, oh, this is what touring is? It's This is a kind of... It's kind of a pain in the ass. Like <laughs> Australia is a big fucking country, and you know you really oh, have yeah. to be, uh, you know, really into it, you know, to to wanna to wanna do that and and that, and spend yeah. spend that amount of money on doing that kind of thing. I, you know? I find it really taxing. Well, I do these days, and mm. you know, when you're in your twenties, I could I could do it, but by the time I was 30, 31, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to book my own room and I'm going to fly. You know, yeah, man. I, I couldn't do any more vans. I no, I'd had enough of it. You know, and, and especially in, in by the time I was in massive in bands like that, um, I was definitely paying for my own rooms. Yeah, right. Uh, and I, I wasn't liking spending that sort of money. No, but I had to because I, I just couldn't sleep in vans yeah. on the side of highways and couches. No. I just couldn't do that anymore. Nah, man. And I know that's the rock and roll way. Yeah, but it's but rock and you, roll when you're in your twenties. By that point, all the bands that did that aren't doing it anymore yeah. because they either quit or they become rock stars and they get their own room. Yeah, you know what I mean. And at that like t- I was literally listening to a, an interview today with Duff McKagan. Uh, Mark Maron was interviewing him, yeah. and he was talking about their first gig with Guns N' Roses. They they get on a uh, um, they hitchhiked from <laughs> Los Angeles to Portland, yeah. and, and they were literally like. They didn't have their, they had their instruments, but no amps, no drum kit, just their guitars. And they were like, you know, calling collect from like a a, a truck stop saying, hey, the band that they're playing with down in Portland, can we use your gear so that we can still put on the show? Yeah, no worries. That's committed. That's committed. And they got there and they were sleeping in, you know, uh, the cars or whatever and sleeping at the band's houses and and whatever else. But sure enough, that band succeeded and then they didn't have to do that anymore. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to keep doing that in your 30s, it's kind of like, eh. Yeah, you but, know. You know, I've always believed with Massive, um, those guys are gonna kill it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've never met someone so committed as Brad. Brad oh, Mark. dude, he's just big so time committed. Com- uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna kill it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he he's always said, I don't mind sleeping on a couch or whatever. He yeah. probably he probably doesn't have to do that anymore. Yeah, but um, yeah, that guy didn't bother him. Yeah, he just goes. He he saw the big picture always from the start. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, admirable, man. He's going to kill it. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the stuff that you're doing at the moment? At the moment, I'm, I'm living on a farm with my really good friends. Uh, they're, they're Hare Krishna guys. Mm-hmm. And I've got this great mate of mine. Uh, his name's Money Griever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been writing songs for about six months now. Yeah. And they're great. He's, um, he comes from a, more of a metal background from me. Okay. He's he, like, he knows Pantera, Sepultura, uh, all that sort of stuff. He's, he nails it, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we started writing songs and it just, it just clicked like better than I've ever clicked with anyone before wow. writing music. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just been working on that. 
just building a little studio out, out the farm. And Where is that located? Uh, we're in Bambra, which is um, about an hour, and a, an hour out of Geelong. Oh, okay. Near, near Lawn. Like. So about two hours from here. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, right could on. Could be more. Could be more. Could be less. Could be less, but around about. Well, for how, 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 well, a, a it's about an hour. To, it'd be about half an hour. But I mean, it's about an hour to Geelong, and then another hour out to, to Bamber, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, right on, man. But it's good, man. Um, and so it's just you two guys writing yeah, tunes at the moment? Yeah, we just write and do everything ourselves. And, and so um, what instrument does he play in the band? He's the, the singer. Uh, he's the singer? He, he comes up with the words. Yes. And he, and he sings it, and uh, I do the music. Yes, yes. And it's, yeah, it's really good. It's coming together. It's coming together. And um, is that what you've brought on this elusive... Uh, I have brought that... Yes, what is the name of it? Does the act have a name yet? I can't tell you that. Can't tell me that? If but I told you that, yes, it'd be over. It'd be all over. So we will have heard something of your original music <laughs> that you've been creating over the last six well, months. Well, that's, that's just a brand new track, yeah. It's a brand new track. What's the and track called? Can you tell us what it's called? It's called Orbit. Orbit. And uh, the thing about this track is um, I've never owned a Les Paul before. Not a real one. Really? And I just bought this Les Paul about three months ago. Yes. And I'm just... I just love it. I just yeah, think it's, I've always been a Strat guy my whole life. Really? So I, you know, I bought this Les Paul and I just couldn't believe what sort of a different beast it was. Yeah, and man. it's such a different. It's almost a different instrument. <laughs> the way that you know the sustain, the way it plays. You yeah. Know, being a Strat guy, it's totally foreign to me. Wow. So you know, this is, and I play a solo on the end. Yeah. And that's what I came up with, and yeah, I just think it's. You know, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool, man. Because, you know, if I was playing a Strat, playing a solo at the end of this, I would have played a completely different thing. Yes. You know? And this guitar makes me play different different ideas, different structures. Yeah, man. Because because of the, the physicality way it's created. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually the complete opposite. I only play Les Pauls. Right. And I don't have a, a Strat. I do have a Strat, but... And every time I pick it up... It feels different. Different guy. It's really different. Yeah. I'm used to kind of having to um, fight with the guitar. You ever see that Jack White doco where he's talking about fighting with the guitar and fighting with the instrument? No, no. It's a really great doco. It's it's um, called um, It Might Get Loud, and it's got Jack White, Edge, and uh, Robert Plant. I fought with a lot of drummers and singers, but never with the guitar, but... I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're saying, man. <laughs> and he has this kind of mentality where, like, you know, if a guitar's out of tune, just keep playing it until it is in tune. Like, that kind of mentality. Yeah, yeah. Like, real aggressive kind of thing. And then when I'm playing the Les Paul, I sometimes feel like that because, not that I'm going to, you know, smash it up or anything, right. but I feel like it is kind of an animal that you need to tame kind of thing, you know. It's- Whereas when I pick up a Strat, it's like, oh, isn't this lovely? Yeah, but a Strat, it's, they're a different animal. They and are, and they, they are, are both beasts. <laughs> Most but, definitely. Yeah, I've got to say, I played a gig with the Les Paul um, just a couple of weeks ago, and I yeah. just couldn't believe the um, the thickness that from bottoms to top. It, it's just mm. this frequency; it's just a wall. Yeah, man. And there's no one else that can compete with you on the stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless someone else has got a Les Paul and the same sort of stack that you're running. Yeah. Nothing else can really cover those frequencies it's crazy where strats pokier and you can get around stuff and you can noodle in between yeah with les paul it's just like hammer yeah man that's cool i like his ness i like it hey um i want to do something a little bit different now um Aaron. let's take our clothes off because i 
Well, I mean, we might. Oh. But <laughs> the 90s young. I, um, I, this, is not a, this is not a video cast, is it? No, I know. There's no hidden cameras or anything in um, Siriani's studios. Well, that's it's good just, because I'm already naked. It's just a lot of wrestling and Star Wars figures surrounding us uh, tonight. Now, I wanted to do something different. I, I mentioned earlier that um, you know, we might get a bite to eat. And I figured, well, why not give um, the pizza place a call live now? Let's... And record it and see and see what happens. Say, hey, what what do you do? It's nine o'clock, so You're I hope the pizza. I hope the pizza place is still open. Yeah, well, tell them if they're not, we'll go there and break their windows. All right, I'm going to call the, the pizza place. Oh, before I call, what Just kind of pizza do you want, Patsy? Do you have a choice of pizzas? Vegetarian, I'm assuming. What's that? Is vegetarian okay? Or is that the, no, that's but that'll not the have, same that'll thing? That'll have cheese and egg and no cheese, no cheese. not cheese, not egg. No cheese, no egg. We're not like. No meat. We no cheese, want, no egg. We don't want to hurt the animal. That kind of thing. So a vegetarian, but with no cheese. If if I order that, will that will that be safe? That'd be, that'd be kicking it. All right, sweet. I'll order one of those. And tell I'll, them if it's wrong, their windows are broken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's I carry see a big bat. Let's hope this might fail miserably, but hopefully they'll they'll pick well, up. It should be fun. Oh, listen, it sounds that's well, real. It like sounds a, good through here. Good. Yeah, a real radio show here. Hey, bring us some tequila and some women. <laughs> How much for the women? Your daughters. Sell them to me. Sell them to me. <laughs> sell me your children. <laughs> <laughs> we went from Borat to the Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers. I if love you don't it. accept our offer, me and Elwood would eat here every night. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, man. We're on a mission from oh, God. Oh, gosh. Oh, Greenbrook, what are you doing to us? We're going to have to call your competition Sampies and tell them to sort you out. My listen to me, Marat. You hey? will deliver the pizzas, mate. Oh, that's sad. You know what, Greenbrook? We're going to have to go with Sampies. Is it Sampies or Sopranos? I saw something around the corner there. The Sampies. Oh, so there is a Sopranos actually as well. Does it come with a gun in the <laughs> and a horse head? I... Uh, I love that place because it actually has the same. Oh. Unfortunately, it's after hours and there's no one here to take your call. Yeah. Oh. Please do leave a name, number, and a brief message, and we'll endeavour to return your call. Sampies. My little dummy matter. Unbelievable. Looks like it might have to be a um, a trip to TGI Fridays or something because you know there's no pizza places open because it's past nine o'clock, oh, and I know mate. they serve until nine thirty. But that's all right. That sounds great. Hey, listen, Aaron. Thank you so much for being a guest. On the art of touring. Thank you, my friend. I, I apologise that the, the can pizza I come gimmick back tomorrow didn't work. as well. Yeah, man, you're always welcome. And, and the night after. <laughs> Actually, can I just move into this room? Because I would be really happy. Uh, I don't know what the foil's for. I don't know what you're doing in here, but the, the like what? It. Sorry, is that keeping the aliens out or in? Oh, the foil. Yeah, the foil. You know what that is? That's actually called insulation. So it's not insulation. It's literally the shittier version of insulation. So in the walls, I do have insulation, but I don't have any in, in the roof yet because Whoa. you I know like it's, a NASA, it's not easy to sort yeah, I feel it like out. I'm in a NASA spacecraft. Yeah. So the the um, aliens can't hear us here, man. We're well, that's safe. good because you know yeah, we're safe. Yeah. If you have heard uh, a little bit uh, in and out, we we do have Patsy. <laughs> Aaron's um, uh, partner, uh, uh, girlfriend, uh, well, I don't know. Is it girlfriend, wife, partner? Uh, what, fiance. What's the, fiance. Wow. Congratulations, fiance. Oh, Have you got a little little bit of bling happening? Not yet. Not yet? No. We're going to get that sorted out, mate. What's that, no, that's going to be sorted. <laughs> oh, that's, I wanted Patsy's to make, given this fantastic look. I wanted to make sure she'd say yes first. I don't want to waste it. money. And no, she's true, heard to say true. No. 
Oh, I can't wait. So yeah, if you had heard some little, uh, you know, laughing or anything, that's just Patsy in the or, or in in the background. So uh, thanks She's for gonna, joining us as well, Patsy. You've you've been great. She's gonna kill me. Very good. Well, again, thank you for uh, for listening in here, uh, Art of Touring listeners, and, and hearing Aaron's story. Um, if you do want to get um, in contact with Aaron, um, what social medias can they follow you on? Um, no, is there blo- anything I'll block for everyone, mate. Block I'm, everyone. I'm the sickest, mate. Listen to me, right? Really? <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm just uh, Aaron Laguda on uh, Facebook. Aaron Laguda on Facebook and Instagram too. But I mean, who would want to contact me unless they want? You know, some, cov- some, you do still some sort of trouble. Do you do covers? What, what are you at all looking for trouble? Or? No, no trouble. Well, I'll no, no, break no. your windows, mate. But like, if anyone does want to like hear any more music, <laughs> that oh, kind well, of thing. Yeah, or, the, the, well, just send me an email. Yeah, okay. What's your email? Do you want to? It's just my name at Gmail. Beautiful. Aaron <laughs> Beautiful. But I, I mean, who's? I mean, you know, what, what are you trying to do to me here? Oh, no, I mean, at the end of the Mate, podcast... the police could be listening to no, this. No, 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 at the end of the of podcast, trouble. usually people are like, hey, you know, if you want to oh, okay, yeah, yeah. hear or get in contact with me for gigs oh, or... sorry, sorry, yeah. That no, kind of thing. I'm not really for it's hire. It's very innocent. I'm not really for hire right oh, now. Okay, okay. But, and um, the original thing isn't off the ground yet, so you can't really spruik that just yet. Not, not yet, but I'd oh, love you guys okay. to have a listen to this because this is, a, this is a demo, but this is something that's going to be really amazing. Okay. This is a, a new thing. So to be it's, continued when it is available. It's going to be, yeah, next year this is going to be happening, but we've got a demo track now. I don't know if you like it, but you're going to, and uh, the guitar playing is amazing because <laughs> I played it. I love it. And the bass playing uh, and the drums, I did all that stuff. All of it. Yeah. The wizard no, himself. Yeah, the wizard. Yeah. But no, nah, thanks, man. It's been great. No, nah, it's been a lot of fun, man. And um, hope you like the track and yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. To, can't wait to hear it. I mean, everyone will. Avo- if you're listening to this, you've already heard the track because I do play the track before the podcast, ah. so people kind of get an idea of who they'll be hearing in their headphones or we're in their car. Shooting out of sequence. That's right. Confusing. We're shooting out of sequence that one little bit. But it's like um, home and away. You know, they they shoot the uh, last bit at the start, and yeah, no one knows what's going on. Not just home and away. That's fucking everything. Neighbors. That, yeah. that is so strange. Like you. You, you you go and you watch a movie or a TV show and you think, oh, this is all just shot in sequence. No, the shooting schedule's all out of control. I know. How do they do it? How do they know, know what's going on? I know. It's crazy. This is my own life. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, how do they do it in a TV show? It must be so <laughs> difficult. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. We'll leave it there. Thanks, Thanks again. Brother. And we'll see you on the road. Rock and roll. Ciao. <laughs> And that's a wrap. Sizzlers, episode 58, all done. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. If you are a first-time listener to the show, I'd like you to come on back you know, each week and keep on listening, um, you know, and go through the archives. This is episode 58, so there's 57 other episodes you can check out at your leisure. They are all free to download on all of those devices. If you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at artofduringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the show, you know, don't wait for me to reach out to you. You reach out to old mate Siriani. And I'll put you on. A performer, a wrestler, a muso, anything. Just hit me up. I'd love to have you on the show. Uh, and uh, Or you, you send me a message on uh, you know that email address there. Or slide into the old DMs on Instagram at Art of Touring Podcast. 
You can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. If you have enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to give the podcast a rating within the podcast app on your phone and write a short review. It doesn't take long and, uh, you know, it'd be really appreciated from, from Siriani. Uh, stick around next week for another episode. They're released every single Wednesday for free. So much free content. Oh, my God. So come on back next week for another rep. Now let's get into some plugs. This Saturday, the 1st of June, I'll be back at the Black Swan in Point Cook. So uh, if you'd like to come down for a tasty steak and hear some laid-back acoustic covers, man, from Siriani, then come and join me from 6.30 until 9.30. The outro music for The Art of Touring is a song called Start a Fire by The Pass Outs which is available to stream on Spotify or download on iTunes. You can grab the whole album, buy the pass outs on all digital platforms, and if you'd like to grab a physical copy of the of the CD or a, a vinyl or a T-shirt or whatever you want, just go to thepassoutsband.bandcamp.com. Uh, that's all from me this week. Before I go, I do have a couple of shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Aaron Laguda. Be sure to check out Aaron's new band when it's announced and follow him on Facebook to see all of his adventures. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Art of Touring with a Sizz Dog. Oh, wow, wow. And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by the ocean, the only fragrance that'll make you smell like the beach. Get it? That's the beach. Now it kind of sounds like a ghost. I'm losing it, man. Well, I bring to you. And so you're very, very I'm nice. Th- I, I bring a salami and I bring a, some music. A little U- USB, a 32 gig. Yeah, 32 gig, I like. <laughs> it's, it's very nice. It's very nice. <laughs>